One of my good friends is on the line with me. Nodger Enzi is on with me. Captain Black is his name. And I got to tell you something. Uh, he is a shaker to move her down there in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, and uh, in fact, Captain, you are a native of Savannah, aren't you? Talk to us. Glad you're back on with us. Thank you very much. Happy belated Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday to everybody. Well, thank you, Captain. And uh, now, Nadra, I know that you talk a lot uh, about a lot of different topics, but there's one in particular that I think you can trumpet for us here today. And I think our audience needs to hear your voice on this, as they have on other occasions. You're not a stranger to this show. Uh, and this is the fact that liberalism in itself, in its package, itself is racist not not to expand upon your opinion on that absolutely and it's funny because I just did a post on it consider if somebody white has the authority to tell me well not you need to like and loathe and follow exactly who and what I say is that liberation or is that racism if somebody says, Nadra, I have a mother and a father, but you don't need a mother and a father. Even though the male-female family unit was an institution that sustained Americans while black, even through slavery, even through the deconstruction and reconstruction, even through the challenges of desegregation, he didn't have a mother and father. I don't need one. Again, is that liberation or racism? Wow. Yeah, go ahead. Wow. You know what, Nadra? Uh, and uh, folks, listen, I-, I wanted that to soak in. I wanted you to hear what he was saying, because the same folks who, you know, I mean, Joe Biden, how many times Joe Biden talked to his grandpa and his daddy and and, you know, daddy, yeah, yeah, honey, it's mm-hmm. going to be all right. And yada, yada, yada. Yeah, he had a, a, a mom and dad. Right. But he's telling you that uh, you're going to be all right with that one. That's, that's not just pushing that point home. Is that racism? Of course I think it is. It's also favoritism and, and, and elitism, Nadrienzi. And a whole lot of other isms, too. And, and just to continue, the black male image of a breadwinner, degreed or not degreed, but somebody who got up in the morning, went to his business or his job, brought home the proverbial bacon. The 1980s crack invasion happens, and now the black male image for my generation, I'm Generation X, went from that breadwinner to a drug dealer. And now, in the 2000s, we've got Generation Y and Z who have gone even beyond the excesses of gangsters in my generation. But liberals feel like, well, hey, that's okay, because they secretly feel that's the best that black men and boys can do. Violent drug dealers, gang members, drug addicts, somebody dying on the ground with a policeman you know, sitting on them. That's the best that you guys can do. So I should question, why should we try to demand more of you? You know, Nadra, I know that you... Is that liberation or racism? 
is that liberation or racism? I know that you are an advocate for people who many times find themselves in tough spots. Uh, Nadra Enzi, mm-hmm. there in New Orleans, Louisiana. Nadra, you said something that I, I definitely want to explore. Uh, you, two black men, talking about this, and that is what it is to be a breadwinner. Uh, has that been bred out of B-R-E-D? Uh, has that been bred out of the male mentality, not of just black men, but is that been bred out of the male mentality? You said that you're a generation Xer. Uh, is that is is that is that true? Is that true uh, of, of, of what's been happening here? Talk to us about that. Well, it's definitely actively being B-R-E-D bred out of American men, period. Black men were the test model. Because, again, and you know this firsthand, if a brother had to get out there and pick up leaves, scrub toilets, whatever he had to do to provide for his family, that's what he would do. Yes, sir. To say that that we fast forward now, and it's all right to sell poison to your people. It's all right to engage in gun battles where you kill pregnant women, you know, little children, elderly women, elderly men, whomever, in pursuit of your drug dealing. You know, young black men are being told that that is the black male ideal. Wow. Not C.L. Bryant, not Tim Scott, not Clarence Thomas, who's also from Savannah, like me. No, yeah. no, we, not, yeah. not, not people like that. Not Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm going to take it to the to the National Center of the Black Community. Yeah, Not Malcolm yeah. X. No, no, don't don't be like these guys. Be like the ones tearing the community down and having some white liberal making excuses for it. Wow. That's what our young men are being told. Those and are the words. Young men. Those are the words of Nadra Enzi. And I'm telling you that a whole lot of black young men, a whole lot of young men, period, throughout the United States would be do yourself some good to follow him. Nadra, tell folks how to get a hold of you if they want you to come to a church, a synagogue, a, a place near uh, them. How do they get you to get there to talk to them about the things that's on your heart? You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Ameri, that's A-M-I-R, Cougar USA, or on Facebook, American Cougar USA. American Cougar tearing them up. And hey, listen, man, let me ask you this. Let's talk about this while we're on the phone now sure. <laughs> uh, um there's something uh, phony here and i'm like I, like I told you i'm headed to savannah uh on on tomorrow evening and i'm going to be there the rest of the week uh, until next monday and um it's all about fraud and and uh, in elections but nadra does common sense tell us that when we look at percentages and numbers of black and Latino votes that move from column A to column B and, and column B being Donald Trump. Nadra percentages particularly don't lie. Now you can fudge figures and, and but percentages that move don't lie. This man should have won by a landslide. Did he really, did Joe Biden get 10 million more votes than Barack Hussein Obama? Uh, Is that believable or are we stupid to even entertain such an idea? Talk to us about that. You mean the same presumptive self-appointed president-elect who has fractured his ankle and will be wearing a boot for the next few weeks 
the same frail man who can't even handle the rigors of playing with his dog, we're supposed to believe that he somehow outpointed the most aggressive president we've had since fill in the blank. Theodore Roosevelt? I mean, no, it, it, it's hard to believe. I mean, I, I can't buy it. And what I find interesting, and I think what they found frightening, is the percentages per capita by population, obviously, of black men and American-born Latinos who supported the president. Absolutely. Again, liberals talk to themselves, but they need to talk to people who don't necessarily agree with them. But they can't do that. When they come around people who they don't agree with, usually they attack them. If you look at all the... You know, the street violence, you know, as it was during desegregation, so it is now. You know, if they disagree with you and they feel that they have the right to attack you in the streets. But the bottom line is there has been a shift. And, I mean, people, if you accept this regardless of your ideology, if you believe in faith, if you believe that the country is redeemable, if you believe that policemen shouldn't be ambushed, courthouses shouldn't be burned down, flags shouldn't be burned down, people shouldn't be attacked because of the event they attended or the paraphernalia they wear, then guess what? You're part of the MAGA community. Yeah. And that means that obviously you couldn't vote for Creepy Joe, who to this day still has not denounced any of the rioting, any of the targeted violence. And I know three black conservatives who were attacked this year. Not by the Proud Boys, not by the alt-right, not by the local county GOP, but by white leftists enraged that they dare disagree with them. And again, is that liberation or racism? Wow. <laughs> Folks, the heavy hand of tyranny is about to beat down your door. Uh, there are those of us who are trying to hold on to seats in Nadra's home state of georgia and nadra let me ask you this when you were growing up there in savannah would you have ever thought that georgia and of course i know a lot of times uh we we do remember georgia for some of the stuff that went on there that was Mm -hmm. not so pleasant for black folks but still i never thought that i'd see georgia become a blue state did you you grew up there talk to us sure here's irony i mean despite the far left coalition that Biden had to appease to. Let's be very honest. Biden's record is not a liberal record. So this is sort of like jumping in the time machine for me because growing up in Savannah, Savannah was run by Democrats like Biden who talked down to black people, which, you know, Creepy Joe does religiously. (laughs) (laughs) Felt like they were entitled to our vote because they were just who they were. So, yeah. My question for a lot of my Democrat friends is now Jim Clyburn of South Carolina, neighboring state, incidentally, he's already complaining that Biden is not selecting people for, and I'll put this in quotes, his cabinet. Jim should know better than I. Now, I grew up on the Jim Crow light. <laughs> Jim grew up on the authentic, 100% full intensity Jim Crow. What you got from Biden thus far is about all you are going to get. And you know what? uh, Very interesting moving forward. Mm -hmm. Clarence Thomas uh, declared that it was Joe Biden and Ted Kennedy who performed a high tech lynching on him. 
a black mm-hmm. man. That's the only you thing that Joe problem. Biden can be remembered for. The Clarence Thomas, I have not just, I have not liked Biden since the Thomas hearings. The Thomas hearings were what made me go from being a right-leaning independent to a Republican based on the high-tech lynching of which Joe Biden was the grand inquisitor. He did everything but burn a cross in front of his microphone every time he talked to Justice Thomas. The racism and the contempt dripped off of his lips, and I never forgot it. And America, black America, evidently, Nadra, who are not quite our age, I guess, uh, as far as that's concerned, they may have actually forgotten. Young people certainly don't remember it. Nadra, do you understand that there are young people who don't even remember that? They don't know anything. In fact, man, guess what? I read to some kids the other day, man, uh, who really did not know who Prince or Michael Jackson were. They know they knew the name as being, being musicians, but they did not know just how big these guys were. We're we're moving. We're we're getting a little bit older, Nadra. We're getting a little bit older. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And the sad part is, again, liberals want you to have a very short memory. When nationalists and liberals with sense were questioning the Democratic Party's nomination of Joe Biden architect of the 94 crime bill they had to scramble and get Kamala Harris who herself has again this is the upside down nature of politics now back during the the Thomas hearings for instance Biden could have run on his record and if Harris had been able to be chosen as as his vice presidential pick she could have run on her tough on crime record but you fast forward to 2020 and both of them have got the tap dance as quickly as possible. And with Joe, it's kind of hard. You know, he's got a bad look now. Away from any type of uh, pro-law enforcement, pro-public safety stances that they took. Yeah. And you know, you're absolutely right. Let's talk about Kamala Harris. And I want you, if you can, stay with me through the break. Uh, Nod sure. Renzi is my uh, special guest. I want to talk about Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, however you want to pronounce her, uh, her name. Uh, Nadra, I got about three minutes left in this segment. Let's let's fill it with this. Uh, why her? Why her? Talk to us about that. Graphics. I mean, the fact that she's a person of uh, Indian heritage who looks black. She attended an HBCU, Howard University, and she even pledged the first black collegiate sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha, my late grandmother's sorority. Okay, all that's great. They were hoping this was going to bring out the black middle class in droves. It actually didn't. The problem that the Democrats have had is that a lot of black people still see Joe Biden and her as architects and the executrix of mass incarceration. Now, white liberals and leftists turn out for them in droves because when they look at Trump, they see the daddy they have problems with. (laughs) oh man Uh, you know what you know what you make a point you make a point folks that may be just it because we are anti-authoritarian figures aren't we and trump is an authoritarian type of figure he is a daddy type of figure and we have always rebelled uh somewhat in that in our adolescence our american adolescence we uh rebel against 
says that that was in- interesting. Nadra Enzi is saying that, uh, hey, friends, uh, we're rebelling against uh, the daddy of Trump. And that's quite possible. I'm going to return with Nadra after the on the other side of the break. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. Stay with me, Nadra. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of the break. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show, coast to coast and border to border. Well, the holiday seasons are uh, the season is up on us. I made it through the um, Thanksgiving season. Got by with a little help from my friends and um, certainly do appreciate that and um, headed toward the Christmas Day uh, season and I will get by with a little help from friends again I want to thank those friends I want to thank my pastor and and as well uh, for uh, helping me uh, through all of this first um, holiday season as all of you know that I'm spending without uh, my wife of many many years but the Lord has um, brought me safely through and is healing me and is also uh, helping me fill um, certain important voids that had been there and I'm grateful for that and grateful for all of you for making the show as popular as it has become the C.L. Bryant show over the talk monster, Red State Talk Radio. If you're traveling through Times Square and it'll soon be booming again and hopefully the crime will be down again. I look up above Red State, look up above, well, uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, and you'll see the Red State Talk billboard. Uh, there and every hour on the hour, well, every hour in the hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant show does pop up there on the Red State Talk billboard, the Talk Monster billboard, and O.C.L.'s face looking right back at you. I'm going to return with Nadra Enzi, Captain Black, when I come back. Don't go anywhere. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the CL Bryant Show. Uh, It's a great day in the USA because of people like you. And, um, even though it's clear, I mean, it's beautiful here in Louisiana. Rain came and uh, cleared out the skies and everything. There's something in the air. Sounds, uh, it's um, something in the air 
I guess, uh, giving uh, people allergies and so forth. Hey, um, let me get back now to my good buddy, Captain Black, Nadra Enzi. Nadra provided a little bit of security and uh, uh, some insight into, I, I had the president of our, and you know what, Nadra, we still talk about coming back down there, man. We had a fantastic time down there. You showed us uh, around and, like I said, sort of watched our back down in New Orleans when the president of our company, Alan, Adam Brandon, uh, came down to visit us in New, in, uh, New Orleans. And I want to thank you for that. And we're coming back, Nodger. We're coming back. We've just been so busy trying to uh, be a part of uh, keeping this president in office and, of course, gaining the office itself. But, Nodger, I was talking about, we were talking about Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, and um, wanted to see if, in fact, this broken foot and the 25th Amendment I want to know how I want to get your opinion on how long do you think Joe Biden is actually going to be fit for office or Pelosi and Harris going to push him out? Talk to us. To be quite honest with you, I don't think he is fit for office, but except for hypothetical, he were everything to go his way and he was inaugurated. I doubt he can make the year. And I think that Harris was particularly chosen to be, in all honesty, the president in waiting because she's female. She truly is a person of color, which means depending on which interview over the years that you research, she either calls herself Asian or black. She has connections to India, which is one of the great economic superpowers of the 21st century. I mean, this is unprecedented. And she, like uh, Biden, is not necessarily, or was not, we'll say necessarily, as liberal as their talking points would have uh, described. Now, to satisfy today's coalition, should have to go further left than possibly Elizabeth Warren or even Bernie Sanders, which we see she's still quite prepared to do. Well, but let me ask you this. Optic, go ahead. Let me ask you this, Nadra. When we look at Kamala Harris, the first black vice president, and, and, and I think that it's going to happen. At this point, I think that we're, we're not going to be able to get the plane off the ground and over the target to drop the cargo that's in the hole on the uh, enemy before uh, this can be stopped. Uh, that's, uh, you know, I was a part of the campaign, and... and Quite frankly, that's what we're beginning to signal, and I think it's going to happen. And if we overturn it, it'll be overturned at some future date if the court itself, the Supreme Court itself, uh, takes it on. But this is what I want to ask you. When we look at uh, Kamala Harris being of Indian descent and, uh, of course, having no slave history herself, I mean, her ancestors having suffered the lash in this country— and Barack Obama also being the same uh, abstract, abstraction, uh, no slave history in this country. None of his relatives ever suffered the lash. Why is it that it's okay for the Democrats to tell us that we can vote for anybody 
but someone who actually is an African-American, if you want to use that term, or a black American. How, how, how come uh, they, we can't, how come black folks can't see that there's a picking and choosing of who you better vote for and who you bet not vote for. You, you, Al Sharpton, believe it or not, Al Sharpton would actually be a better first black president than Barack Obama. <laughs> be- Al Sharpton. Because he actually Colin is a black Powell. man. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you, you hit on something. And historically, and, and I'm not giving the partisanship, partisanship we're just going to get into history. The plantation, that first public-private partnership that you alluded to, the masses chose to a mixed race, and I'm not hostile toward mixed race people now, we're talking historic, were the ones that the master lent favor to. They became the house slaves. Many of our black colleges, I attended a black college, but many of them have a somewhat checkered history in that they were founded by former slave masters for the children of slave masters, which is why you look at a lot of our yearbooks from the night you know, from the late nineteenth century and in the early twentieth, the mid twentieth century, you see very few dark skinned black people. Yeah. You yeah. know this is the experience that our people came out of. Yeah. And the Democrats have made it They've been very consistent. Yeah. To I, me, the message is, is if you're, you know, my father is from Mississippi. My mother is from Georgia. Both of them are East DCU was also. The message I get is, if you are a black person whose ancestors felt the last, as you referenced, you still, even in the 21st century, you're still Jim Crowed out by the Democrats. They'll use your narrative for votes. They'll use people who even look like you <clears throat> to garner votes, but they don't want you in these positions of power, and we need to be very clear. The first black person of slave ancestry who will be elected president or vice president will probably be a Republican. And I so agree with you on that. Wow, I, don't, I really okay. do. And uh, you bring up an issue uh, that I I want to delve into, and you and I can delve into it because we have uh, ancestries here in the South. My roots uh, run deep into the soil of this state, Louisiana, the state that I'm in, although I'm about to head, folks, to Florida. Yeah, I'm going to make my home in Florida, and um, I'll be letting you know more about that. But you mentioned, um, and we used to call it the brown paper bag test. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, and, 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 and for, for you folks out there who have no idea what I'm talking about, unless your skin as a black man or a black woman was not as brown or was not as light, was lighter than a brown paper bag, uh, you were not considered acceptable in higher class society, in black society. So, Nandra, what I'm asking is, is there then a racism and an elitism that has been built in to who we are as black folks in this country that we do need to talk about as well. We do listen to each other, and it's uh, encouraged by no less than people like Creepy Joe, who said he's the first black presidential candidate who's clean and articulate. That was Senator Joe Biden talking about 
senator well former senator barack obama who ironically served under as vice president i mean the self-hatred and the colorism and the caste system you know interesting we use caste system um something that the indians perfected but these divisions of individuals based on your hair texture some black churches had a cone <laughs> that would hang over the entrance. <laughs> if your hair was not wavy enough to go through that cone, you would not be allowed entry. I know. This is yeah, this is what we have had to climb through. In our own community, folks. In our own community, we've yep. done this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is I mean, absolutely true, Nadrin, and and uh, you and I have lived long enough to remember that type of foolishness that was going on in our own community. And there has been elitism, and Kamala Harris, Barack Obama, both of them are elites. They have uh, always been uh, mm-hmm. elites in, in in their minds, and now they've been made so in reality. And what happens once Kamala and and folks, we're we're painting a picture for you that uh, it, it could very well become real within not too many days. Hence, Kamala Harris could become president of the United States. Nadra, what does that look like? Rabbi, I had to pull up. I had to pause for a moment and compose myself <laughs> at the thought of a president Kamala Harris. I think what you'll see, just like with Savannah's mayor, who I've had a great rivalry with, I went to black colleges, to black college. I've seen this type of egotistical elitist. They accrue credentials and Greek letter affiliations. So a President Harris will probably ironically discard a lot of that and cater solely to the white liberal elite to whom she would owe her allegiance. I mean, she might, you know, make a little, might have some of her sorority sisters come and pose with her in the Oval Office, but there won't be any significant policy that will address urban American issues because for the careerist, they use a black experience to get them to wherever their ultimate goal is, and then they throw that experience away until it's re-election time. Then they resurface. Until it's re-election time. Mm-hmm. Americans, how... <laughs> yeah. Americans, how are we going to allow them to use us in this way? You do know, folks, if they if they're able to pull off this coup in Georgia... You won't have another Republican president for a long, long time. They'll stack it so they can't. They'll have you'll have two more states in the union that will be loyal to the Democrats. You won't have one for a long time. Nadra, tell the folks how to get a hold of you one more time. And thank you so much for being Not on with me and talk to us. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mary A M E R I Cougar USA or American Cougar USA on Facebook. And what you said is absolutely true. This isn't a partisan issue. If you think that flag burning is wrong, if you think that ambushing police are wrong, then if you're in Georgia, you need to get out and vote for Republican candidates. Because if not, then you can expect a lot more of that. And 
ACL and I, our ancestors may have been second-class citizens. But under this crew, everybody who believes in traditional values will be a second-class citizen. God bless and God keep you, man. Thank you so much for your friendship. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'll talk to you on the road, brother. God bless you.